We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Has got him and a second back inside the 30 yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13 yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown 49ers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for Blue Wire. And joining me tonight is my co-host, and we are live on Crock Talk TV, who is owned by the one, the only, Eric Crocker. What's up, dude? We know who the 49ers, well, we've known who the 49ers are playing, but now we know the order of it. Yeah, now, man, dude, like, I'm just turning into such a grouch because, like, <laughs> dude, like, all day I was just like... And, and I, I can understand why it's exciting. I can understand, you know, you, you finally get to buy tickets to games. You finally get to, you know, you get to book all those flights. It's exciting. The schedule release is exciting. I, I You know, when you say it like that, you have to think it's exciting. But I'm just sitting there at, at going, I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, But at the same time, when you try and put yourself in, in, in a, a, some different shoes, give yourself some different glasses, it's still pretty exciting. You know, now – Everybody gets to buy the tickets to the game they want to go to. Everybody gets to, you know, book the flights to the away games they want to go to. You know, that maybe their buddies are in that town, stuff like that. So it's exciting, but at the same time, I'm much less interested in it than than a lot of people. So it make, made me feel like a grouch, bro. Well, yeah, and you're also kind of, you know, part not kind of you are, you know, a legit member of the 49ers media. So will you be attending all home games again this year? 
I'm going to try to. That's that's where I would. The only reason I didn't last year was because of of COVID, and I didn't want to try and uh, just wade through that. It's a little bit of a journey for me. Obviously, you know that every home game is two and a half hours there, and then two and a half hours back. But it's well worth it. I love it. Um, so if if it's if there are no caveats and I can do it safely, then I will do it. Yeah, yeah. So. Are there any games, you know, look kind of looking at the schedule, are there any games that you are excited about, you know, just kind of watching that opponent? Like what kind of jumps out to you before we kind of really get into the, like the details of the schedule? What jumps out to you right away about? Yeah, because we're going to we're going to have to before this episode's done. We're going to have to give our win to loss <laughs> record predictions. Yeah. Just 17 and 0 for sure. Maybe let's go. Um, uh, um the first one that jumps out, obviously, to me is we, the week three home opener against Green Bay on Sunday night football. I mean, that the first thing that that makes me think of is the home opener, oh, the Levi's first game. I think that was a week three home opener, too. Might have been week two. I might be wrong. But week Levi's first home game was not a week one. And wasn't it Kaepernick against the Bears? 49ers with Kaepernick against the Bears, and they lost. Wait, uh, as a home opener? I think so. No. I think so. The Kaepernick lost to the Bears was in the snow. No, no, no. This was was at Levi's. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up. I could be dead wrong, and then that is what it is. Levi's Stadium home opener. Somebody in the comments, I know. Um, No, these are all from today. These are all all these articles are from today, so uh, it'll be home, it'll be hard. To- home opener week three, um, that was 2019. Remember the first no, two the, games? One was no the Levi's was- Stadium, the first game at Levi's Stadium. Oh, the first ever game at Levi's Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the Bears. Uh, Brandon Marshall scored three touchdowns on yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Ward, Ward. and that so- that made everybody hate Jimmy Ward, and then you know he's. He's still here. He's absolutely balling. And some people you could tell just still have that in their hearts. Yeah. They've never you know, let that game go for sure. No, no. Uh, but yeah, so I don't, I mean, this has nothing to do with that. We obviously spent too much time talking about that, but um, no, I mean, that dude, that is, that is the game of games. That's that, that, that game, obviously week one and week two, as we roll through this, obviously we haven't just said the whole schedule out loud. Um, week one is at Detroit Lions at 10 a.m. Week two is at Philadelphia Eagles, also at 10 a.m. I would expect the 49ers to spend those first two weeks, uh, you know, staying on the East Coast or, you know, wherever wherever it is. And and then you got their home opener week three versus Green Bay on Sunday night football. Like that is a huge game. If the 49ers are going to be as good as we think they're going to be, uh, and the Packers, I, I I do not doubt that they'll figure out their quarterback stuff. I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be back. Um, Packers are going to be good. So I mean, that's just that's just a, a great game. And you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm there because that is going to be that's going to be lit. Like uh, if I, who knows how many fans are going to be there, but damn, that place is going to be nuts. Yeah. Well. As we know, Santa Clara, they, they've they been like, you know, on the scale of – actually, I shouldn't say it. Anyways, Santa Clara has definitely been very cautious with, you know, the way that they've handled COVID, you know, as a county. 
obviously last year resulted in kicking the 49ers out of Levi's, uh, Levi's Stadium and making them go to Arizona. Uh, so we will see if they, you know, let all the fans back in. I'd assume that there will be some kind of stipulations. We'll see. It'll probably be – I'm assuming there'll be uh, – you either have to show proof of a negative COVID test or that you're vaccinated probably. Yeah. And and, and then they may they may just open it up to as many people as as will go under those stipulations, which I'm assuming it'll still get pretty full. You know, it, it will right. probably still be a sold-out crowd. So that I'm just assuming that'll be the case. There's still so much, as we saw over the last year, the stuff with, with COVID regulations and what we know can change so quickly, it might not be, that might not be the case, but I, I'm right. assuming that's what it's going to happen. So, I mean, dude, I mean, look at that, man. Like the potential for two kind of confidence booster games, and then it gets real because you have week three versus Green Bay, week four versus the Seahawks, and then week five at Cardinals. Like that's like if, if the, if, Let's just – so before we get into all these games, what is your expectation for the 49ers next season? Like do you do you think they're going to be a top five team, a top ten team? You know, obviously a lot of that will determine who's starting at quarterback, but what do you think? I mean, my, my, my expectations are that they'll be a playoff team. So, okay. you know, whether that's top five, top two, top whatever, as long as they're top seven um, in, the, in their conference. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, obviously you want to win your division. And I do feel like the 49ers have the roster uh, and obviously the coaching to be able to compete for, you know, a division title. And I think that's that's what they're definitely going to, you know, want to handle first and foremost. And when you look at the schedule, I think it kind of jumps out. It gives them an opportunity to kind of jump out ahead of that with – you know, you know, week four against Seattle, which that's the earliest we've played Seattle in a while. It feels like, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And, and then week five against Arizona, you know, th- those are those are two games that will be very pivotal for you know a division race. And I, I think that's th- those are very important. I, I think when you look out and, and you said something uh, initially, you're like, you know, you you have two games that could potentially be co- co- confidence booster games. And, you know, I, I'd agree. And not to downplay the opponents, uh, you know, no, week of course, one, no, Detroit, no. Uh, week two, Philadelphia. But they are coming off, you know, they were two teams that, you know, weren't the best last year. Uh, both uh, teams had, you know, massive coaching changes uh, in our organizations. And, you know, they obviously like there'll probably be some buzz and, and generated around a new team. And maybe, you know, t- we don't know what to expect with these guys, but, at the end of the day, the 49ers should have the advantage in those games, even though it's road games. So, well, and they're, um, they're both of them are new head coaches. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the both yeah. teams had coaching changes, coaches changes. Right. So, when you look at that, the, th- those are games that the 49ers should be favored. Uh, you know, if the 49ers were favored by a touchdown in each game, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, the, I mean, that's a lot of points. I, I think I saw someone say something about minus four against the Lions. But for if, a road it, game, that's a lot. Oh yeah, because that is seven, right? So I said seven. Yeah. A road yeah. game, you get three. So okay, I'm on, I'm on. I'm on it. You know what? I feel um, bad. I feel bad for Jared Goff, man. Like he gets traded out of the NFC West, and his first game with the Lions is against the 49ers. Mm. <laughs> that poor guy, man. Can't catch a break. Um, yeah. Do so oh, yeah. I will, so real quick. So 
knowing that, and I mean, maybe it's you can't do anything about it, but do you think if the 49ers would have known, you know, let's say before the draft or that they would have had the Lions and the Eagles weeks one and two, would they have been more inclined to maybe, you know, push more for a trade, you know, to trade Garoppolo away? Because I think you look at those games and not to downplay the competition, again, like I said, but those are two games where you probably feel like, you know, you are the heavy favorite and you have the ability to win those games. Can you get your young quarterback ready to win those games and kind of get him those, you know, reps right now and um, get him in a groove, possibly win those two games? And then, okay, now we got to go play Green Bay on primetime TV, which is a big deal, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would you have been more inclined to trade away Garoppolo if you would have known that you were playing Detroit and Philadelphia weeks one and two? I don't, I don't think so. Just because it's such a, I mean, even the weakest NFL team, I'm not going to be a cliche and say, Oh, you know, any, any team can win at any point. But like, even those teams are going to be a huge transition for Trey Lance, like for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Like, that know. hasn't played and played in the FCS. Right. You're, whether it's the Seahawks week one or um, – I, I don't want to use the Seahawks because their defense has just been trash lately. But, let's, I mean, we could say Green Bay, whatever. Um, even whether if it's a great team week one or a bad team week one, I feel like what, however you felt about the Garoppolo-Lance situation – it, it, that didn't change it, you know. Like, if I think the 49ers could just as easy go into some place like Detroit or Philadelphia and lose a game that they shouldn't have lost, even with Jimmy. You know what I mean? Uh, we're just assuming that Jimmy plays for the for the for the for the whole conversation about the schedule. And, and when I would like to say that whenever Jimmy comes up or Trey Lance comes up, when I talk about Jimmy, I'm assuming Jimmy's kind of going to play how we know Jimmy to play, like you know. 2019 Jimmy, you know, it could be worse. It could be better, but I'm not expecting there to be some drastically different Jimmy Garoppolo that we see this season, even with the whole thing that we talked out about last podcast, the fact that Trey could push Jimmy to be a little better, but right. I'm just, you know, the, with the Jimmy that we have seen, I'm assuming the 49ers would have a very good shot at beating uh, the Detroit Lions and the Philadelphia Eagles. And like you're just talking about when you're talking about a division race and the race for the playoffs, I don't necessarily think that if the 49ers were looking into it that way, they would see those games as easy games for someone like Trey Lance. You know, gotcha. when they know that those wins very well could decide the difference between a one seed. And now with the way they're doing this new format, the number one seed is a massive advantage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They're the only people with a bye week. And it, we saw how easy the 49ers playoff run looked in 2019. You know, they had that bye week. Then they stomped the Vikings and then they stomped the Packers. Then all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl, yeah. you know, and, and that had more to do with them just being a dominant team. But getting that bye week is just crazy. And now it's even even more important. So I just think that I think the 49ers are going to go at this with a, a purely who gives us the best chance to win approach. And maybe as that season carries on, I mean, maybe it happens during training camp. But as the season carries along, maybe they start to think Trey Lance gives them the better chance to win. All right, so here, here's another question. So week six is the bye. All right, yes. do you think maybe internally they're having conversations and maybe do something like we saw with the Dolphins last year where, you know, they were like, okay, we're in no rush to start Tua. Um, the team actually started rolling, but I think they had maybe 
you know, kind of made up their mind and figured out like, hey, after the bye week, we're going to get right. him in there. Because it know? was a little crazy when they did it. Like everybody was I like, I thought oh. it was weird. Like, I thought it was weird. It's playing good. Yeah, I thought it was weird. So, and they were just winning, like they won like three games in a row at that point. Um, and he was kind of cooking. And then it's like, nah, we're going, you know, we're going into the bye week. I, I think that that was kind of premeditated. I, I think that was something that like they talked about when the season started. Like, obviously, they probably didn't tell two of that, but it's like, hey, after the bye week, we're going to get two in there. Do you think that that's something that the 49ers can do? Whereas, like, we're not going to, you know, press him to start, you know, the first five games, especially division rival games that can be real, you know, real crazy. But after that bye week, all right, mm-hmm. you've had all of preseason, which is, you know, three weeks, not including training camp practices. Uh, and then you had another six weeks to kind of get prepared. And you know what? Let's go ahead and start him at home on primetime television against the Indianapolis Colts and DeForest Buckner. Oh, uh I could see them doing that, but to me, man, it's just that would be intense. You know, you know they've been be, saying like when the ratings ready, would be crazy if that was Trey Lance the first game. Yeah, and, and you know they've been saying like, well, when he's ready, you know he'll play. But what if in their head is like, hey, you know, no matter what, like, hey, he's yeah. ready week week seven. <laughs> That's I mean, bef- bef- see, to me, if if I'm trying to be realistic, which is a boring, I guess, but to me there would be a couple other priorities before they establish their own timeline. Like one establish, you know, priority number one is obviously the starter week one is going to be whoever wins the competition during the off season, which, you know, there is no competition until there is whatever. Let's just say it's Jimmy. Cause we're talking about when Trey Lance can start. I think the first thing that needs to happen in order for Trey Lance to start is Jimmy plays like shit. Because if if Jimmy plays like shit, it could happen before week six. You know, like they're just like this having him out there is not benefiting us. We might as well get Trey Lance out there and let him learn on the job rather than sit here and and watch the whole team get punished because Jimmy's playing like shit. I feel like and you that's and I the, are not expecting that, right? Like no, you I'm, I'm not expecting that. Like no, I'm not. I'm not expecting Jimmy to play like shit. Yeah. I expect Jimmy to be inconsistent because Jimmy's always been inconsistent, but I'm not expecting him to be bad. Um, I think that's the first domino that has to fall. Jimmy's playing like shit. The second domino that has to fall is Trey Lance is ready. You know, like, and I, and those two have like an interesting relationship. What if Jimmy's playing like shit and tra- the 49ers feel Trey Lance is not ready? What do you do in that situation? Do you just keep riding it out with Jimmy or do you throw Trey Lance out there before he's ready? I mean, is that that big of a deal? Do you feel like, Crocker, do you feel like putting a quarterback out there before the team feels he's ready is a bad thing? Or it just means that, you know, good luck, so right? It, it might be one of those things where, like, you know, people talk about, you know, having kids. And one thing I always hear, and it was true for me, but <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're never, it's never the right time to have a kid. Like, you're never just ready to have a kid. You know, you hear that a lot. Um, maybe it's something like that where it's like, you're, you're never ready to be a starting quarterback as a rookie. But we're going to get you as ready as possible. And we believe that you have the ability to, you know, be able to make it out of that. And I think that's probably the more important thing. Does he have, does he look like he's trending in the right way? But, you know, I think until you start and until you have those live reps, I don't, I mean, I don't think that you're ever just ready to start as a rookie, no matter what they say. A lot of that. 
they can say Trey, Trevor yeah. Lawrence is ready, but it's like, no, man, he doesn't know what's about to like just happen. No, especially when you see those, you see those stat, uh, the, that line about the fact that going all the way back to high school, Trevor Lawrence has never lost a football game. So his his first loss in the NFL will be his first loss in a football game, a serious football game ever. Uh, he just lost in the college football playoffs. He's lost two games. Well, they said he had literally that that went around everywhere. Well, no, he so lost to Ohio State when they got dominated. Why, by just maybe there's maybe the, maybe I didn't catch the caveat. Regular season. Or okay. Something. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go back and find those tweets because if that's what they said, I'll be like, this is bullshit. Don't tweet this. That that could be it because his only two losses, one was to uh, Justin Fields, uh, just in his last playoffs, and then the year before he lost in right. the championship to LSU. So outside of that, no, he didn't lose any other college football game. I'm turning into one of those people that just reads shit on the internet and thinks it's true, bro. Like I'll just <laughs> read it. Just, you probably just yeah. read it wrong. I'm pretty sure it said regular, yeah. no regular season losses. But yeah, yeah somebody what, in the comments Zach, said, yeah, no regular season. Losses, so yeah. Like, okay, so you lost in a more important game. Like, get that fucking stat out of here. Like, I don't got, I don't got, I don't got fucking time for that. Now you, now you've embarrassed me. Get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. So to me, it's like, then if if we're saying that that Trey Lance being ready isn't really that big a deal because eventually he's going to get out there, and the odds of him being truly ready to start when he first gets out there, then it really to me it'll all come down to how Jimmy is playing. If the forty, if Jimmy's playing decent and the 49ers are winning games, then that week six bye doesn't mean shit. But yeah. if if Jimmy's playing bad and the 49ers feel like they're gonna have just as good of a chance to win or maybe better with Trey Lance, then week six, week four, week twelve doesn't matter. Here comes number five, Trey Lance, rookie number three overall pick. Yeah. You know, like uh, that's to me the, the only thing it comes down to is is whether or not, you know. Jim, what well, we have, Jimmy's playing? We have Christopher in the comments, and he says Trey Lance has never lost either. And now he never, including he lose, high school. He, well, and and, he, and including the important games, right? In the, yeah, in, in, in the college football playoffs. Yeah, man. Trevor Lawrence can go. Uh, we got you know <laughs> we got the real one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, oh, go ahead. We got at least. I mean, pushing forward. I mean, we've kind of already already talked about weeks one through five. Uh, I'm, uh, from each game. I mean, what do you expect from the Seahawks this year, bro? I feel like we always expect the Seahawks to kind of finally fall apart and then realize they have Russell Wilson, and that never really happens. Yeah. The, I, my expectations are always that they'll be a playoff team. So yeah. regardless of what it looks like, because I've said this like really like the last three or four years, where it's like, oh, man, like they don't have an offensive line. Their defense is bad. Like they lost this guy. They lost that guy. And they're always in the playoffs. So at the end of the day, I mean, you could just kind of already write their name and there'll be a playoff team. There'll be a playoff team. So, I mean, they're, I wouldn't even think about them. Is everybody else in the NFC West? What's Week five happen? at Cardinals. So the Cardinals, are the Cardinals going to be a playoff team? And that's, I just find it hard to, because I like the Rams more than them. I think it's their coach I don't care for. Uh, like I feel like in a, in a in a division like this, where it's just you know Cliff uh, Kingsbury was he's just never been a winner. <laughs> so it's like you're in a division where you're coaching against Kyle Shanahan, where even when his team isn't bad, he still, I mean, even when his team was bad, kind of kicked your butt still. Um, you know Shanahan's three three and one against him in the, in the four you know head to head games. 
Uh, you're playing in the division with McVay, who goes to the playoffs every year, with Pete Carroll, who goes to the playoffs every year. The only thing stopping the 49ers from going to the playoffs every year is health. So it's just, you're the worst coach in the division. And it's, you know, it's just bad luck, <laughs> you know? So I'm not really the Cardinals. It kind of is what it is. I think they have a lot of talent. I mean, you look at their receiver core, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they just added a speedster, uh, uh, Rondell Moore. You know, they they have talent. I really like their quarterback. Their quarterback is scary as hell. But I just don't trust their head coach to be able to be that guy to lead them over the top. And you're going to have to be a master motivator to make it out of this NFC West. And I don't see four teams going to the playoffs from one conference, one division. Right. It always comes down to their, I mean, their offense is always pretty good at putting up points, but they usually don't have a great defense. And that's where the 49ers are able to separate against them because even with shitty quarterbacks, the 49ers were able to put up points on the Cardinals, but their defense was just, you know, their the 49ers defense played now, like shit and they still managed to win. Now they did get back uh, Jones, Chandler Jones. He was out yeah. last year. And they got J.J. Watt, which we'll see what he is. But, I mean, He's still you know, a great player. You know, J.J. Watt, at the tail end of his career, is still a great player. Like, he might yeah. not be number one in the NFL type, how he used to be. But, I mean, he's still not. We know if the 49ers would have signed him, everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, we got J.J. Watt, baby. But since he's on the yeah. Cardinals, everybody's like, oh, he old, he washed. He washed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, I mean, probably the, the no sacks last year, too, probably. Did. Yeah. So they got a week six by another. We, we mentioned that another early earlier by and, you know, don't don't get down on that. The last time the 49ers had an early by where they go, Croc. Super Bowl. We were there, man. We were me and Croc were right next to each other at the well, NFC championship. NFC championship game. Yeah, we were. Yep. All right. So week seven. You took somebody's but, seat. Do you feel bad for that? You took somebody's seat. I don't remember. I don't think I took somebody else's seat. You were supposed to be on the other side. Yeah, but they never ended up. Never, never. No one ever needed to sit there. Yeah, huh? Remember, somebody was standing up, and there was like no space, and they just like left to the. Well, the other one was full too. So where was I going to sit? So somebody was sitting somewhere. I I don't know. But anyway, we had great we had great seats. Yeah. So week seven against the Colts, the the Forty Niners' second primetime game of the year. The first one was against the Packers week three. The second one is Sunday night football week seven um, against the Colts. The Colts are kind of a question mark, man. We don't even know. We don't know what to expect out of them because they have Carson Wentz. They've got a good, they've got a, they've got a pretty good roster. If Carson Wentz plays good, then they're scared. Colts, the Colts will be good. I think they're yeah. going to be damn good. I, would, I think I that's going to be a good. big, I think that's going to be a heavyweight game. And we just have to hope that. You know, that that Carson Wentz kind of reverts back to, you know, what he was last year and not have any shades of what he was the years before. Um, because I, I, I'm one to believe that he's going to have a really good year with the Colts. Um, I think their roster is terrific. I think their defense is going to be really good. I think they have a run game. Like, this is definitely the most talented team Carson Wentz has, has played on in a right. while, right? I mean, like... Yeah. You know, you kind of just look at the weapons at receiver and, you know, T.Y. Hilton and you got, you know, young Pittman and, you know, you got Taylor who's starting to hit stride at running back. Like they they have guys. The offensive line is much improved over what he had in Philadelphia. 
uh, I mean, just the weapons in general, and then the defense, like to have a legit defense. The Carson Wentz thing, I I, I think we're going to see a better version of Carson Wentz. I think everybody's been kind of hard on him, and they make it seem like he's just been trash the whole time. Like, you know, they, they include him in all these uh, gifts and all these things that, that like uh, graphics about the quarterbacks that have been traded up and they're all on different teams now. But it's like, this dude was good. He was an MVP caliber quarterback. Like, they talk about him as if it was a bad pick in the sense of somebody that can't play. Now, the reasons why he's had, you know, somewhat of a, a fall from grace, I you know, I, I can't tell you why. I think, you know, when you start hearing things about his, not me hearing things, but, you know, just what they say on TV, his teammates hate him. Right. Uh, you know, he not wasn't true. talking to his coach since week 10. Like, you know, those type of things where it's like, okay, are you a jackass? Is that why people don't, you know? Um, and if that's the case, then that's completely different. But from a talent perspective, and if he goes into that situation with, you know, more level-headed, more open-minded, maybe more humbled, um, and he kind of gets back to what he originally was, like, dude, dude is one of the more most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. He's right. one of the most talented quarterbacks. Like, there's nothing he can't do. He's very athletic. Um, he has a, a big arm. You know, he make plays off script, like – you know, we saw him do read option and run a 10-yard touchdown and, and break off Jimmy Ward before running into the end zone against the 49ers. Like, we saw him throw the bomb, you know, to take the lead. Like, you know, and obviously, like, he just had his issues last year for whatever reasons. But if he has any sort of a bounce back here, that close game, that's tough. Luckily, it's at home. Right. Well, and if if Trey Lance does grace the field, like uh, Jay Christopher said, it would be the North Dakota State quarterback uh, competition. Hmm. Who who would you take? Obviously, I mean, 49ers. You, I mean, but just kind of looking at it, do you think that the Colts, you know, what type of challenges do you think they pose to the 49ers? Whether well, you've got, Lance you've got, you've got DeForest Buckner on there looking at looking at those uniforms, you know, saying, you know, fuck these guys. Yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's a, it, it could be one of the tougher games of the season. When you look at the schedule, the 49ers do not, in, in re, compared to last year, the 49ers do not have a tough schedule as of now. Now, schedule, strength of schedules change so fast because teams that we thought were bad or decent, teams that we thought were good are really either really good or not as good. So, I mean, I don't really put too much strength into it, but it's, um, you know, it's it, the Colts could be in, in that slate if, if they end up being what you think they are. Um, they could be good, but then you got Week Eight against the uh, against the Chicago Bears, and that's in, that's two games in a row where there's some. If Trey Lance is on the field, it gets interesting because you have Trey Lance versus Carson Wentz, and then you'd have Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, right? Which is which is well, cool. Justin they, Fields they would milk that to, for what it's worth. Justin Fields has to beat out Andy Dalton. Will he do that? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you would hope so. But yeah. I mean that could be that's the same thing as uh, is is uh, Trey Lance beating out Jimmy Garoppolo would be right around the same as Justin Fields beating out Andy Dalton, right? Um, I think it. I think Jimmy, it's a little bit harder because I think like sh- Chicago is like, dude, we hope you, we want you to really be better than Dalton right now. Where the 49ers are probably like, man, we know we can win with Jimmy. Like, all right, like, you know, rookie, take your time. Right? Like, yeah, obviously we want you on the field, but we're not pressed for it. I think the the Bears are pretty. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Press Like, dude, we want you to be better than Andy Dalton right now. <laughs> uh, and they gave up a lot to go up there and get him, you know. So it, it's they didn't give up 49ers. more than the 49ers. <laughs> no, I know. So did the 49ers, but at the same time, it always just felt different for the you know, the Bears just signed Andy Dalton this offseason, and now they went up and traded for for Justin Fields. Obviously, they're looking for the answer at quarterback. The 49ers are in the same situation, but they've like you said, they've got somebody a little more established in Jimmy Garoppolo that kind of knows his way around the building, whereas Andy Dalton just showed up to Chicago too. Like he doesn't really have that much of an advantage over Justin Fields other than NFL experience, but striking gold is sponsored by better help. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals is what the 49ers going to do with the third overall pick stressing you out. Or maybe it's something a little more personal. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gold. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Striking Gold listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash gold. That's betterhelp.com slash G-O-L-D. So more NFC West, week nine, November 7th, a couple days after my birthday um, at home against the Cardinals. Good game. And then finally they play the Rams for the first time in week 10 
on Monday Night Football. Ooh, primetime. Yeah, that's a good game right there. And, and, you know, now we're starting to get in, into that point where if you were to ask me the odds of Trey Lance being on the field for these games, I'd probably be like closer to like 50-50. Yeah. Because not only are you not only are you now dealing with is is Jimmy Garoppolo playing like shit or isn't he? You're also dealing with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay on the field. So if is he still <laughs> on the field at this time? We're we're ten weeks into the season. Is he still healthy? Is he still out there? Right. I, I mean, I, I think you know sometimes when your back is against the wall, like just things start just rolling your way. Now, are, now is the ball going to roll his way? Right. Like, is he just going to miraculously just play that much better? Last last podcast we talked about, you know, could he have an Alex Smith type season that Alex Smith, you know, had with Kansas City in that last year? And, and for those of you that who who don't who didn't listen to the last podcast, which I know you guys all listened to it, but if you didn't listen to the last uh, episode of Strike and Go, we touched on, you know, if Jimmy gets better, like kind of what does it look like? And we talked about, uh, we talked about Alex Smith and his last year with Kansas City after they drafted Patrick Mahomes and how, you know, did the, you know, the pick of Mahomes loosen Alex Smith up, right? Just did it allow him to play a little bit more free because he knows his young guys behind him that he knows like they're, they're going to play this guy, right? And that whole season, that was the best we ever seen from Alex Smith by far, like with his numbers, everything. We're talking about somebody who threw 15 games because he didn't play in the 16th game. Uh, Mahomes started. So through 15 games, he threw for over 4,000 yards, which he had never done that in his career before that. Um we, we compared it to the previous year where he had started 15 games and he threw for 500 more yards and only had 15 more attempts. Like, you know, it's just like <laughs> crazy. Like he literally had the best performance of his life and way more touchdowns too. And yeah. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio was, was really good. So you kind of look at that and you say, Hey, can Jimmy Garoppolo have that type of season where he starts to loosen up because it's like, well, I know this guy's behind me. I know they want to play him. I know they're looking for a reason. I'm not going to give him a reason, but I'm just going to go out here and just control what I can control. I'm going to be free. I'm not going to be tight. I'm not going to try to be mistake-free. I'm just going to play football. And can we see the best version of, of Jimmy? If we do, then I don't know how much we see Trey Lance. But if I think if he's just what we've seen, which is kind of up and down and very average play, then they're going to try to get Trey Lance on the field as, as soon as possible. And if that's the case, then, yeah, I think by, you know, a week 10, we could see Trey Lance out there starting for the 49ers. Right. So we got the the first time the – the I mean, the 49ers by this time are going to know what the Rams are behind Jared Goff. Like, we're, they're going to know what, what they're up against, but that'll be the first time the 49ers face the new Rams without Jared Goff with Matt Stafford. Yeah. You know, so I think I said Jared Goff first, didn't I? Like they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna know who the Rams are by this time with Matthew Stafford. They'll know what what it's up against, and that's a scary thought, dude. Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback, and he's got great receivers. He's got a decent tight end. You know, they're. I mean, they, the Rams were bringing on some pretty good running backs towards the end of last season. They could be a good squad. You know, they could be a really, really good squad this year. Um, and then Week Eleven at Jaguars. That's cool. That's another headliner if you got Trey Lance at quarterback because that's that that'd be yeah. Lance against uh Trevor Lawrence. Do the 49ers have a London game? I didn't I don't think no. I looked at the schedule. See that? Mm -hmm. No, okay. Nope. I know Jaguars I do. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't. Week 12 at home versus the Vikings. We'll get some Kirk Cousins talk. And the fact that the 49ers didn't draft their Kirk Cousins. So now, I don't know. It's whatever dumb shit people are going to say. Yeah. Did you see, speaking of, and this is not really related to what we're talking about, did you see Matt Miller take that little jab at the 49ers today about something about like 49ers don't leak? Yeah, half the replies were were that picture where he's like, "Can't wait for 49ers fans to be in denial when they draft Mac oh, Jones." Man. <laughs> I'm like, man, why are you putting your own foot in your mouth after how that whole draft season went for you? Well, maybe he was making fun of himself. I mean, it doesn't sound like he is, but maybe he was. It didn't come off that way, but that that would be that would be sharp. I mean, is anything? So going back to schedule, week twelve at home against the Vikings. I mean. I don't know. Nothing really stands out. It stands. It'd be cool to see Justin Justin Jefferson and what he's doing. Um, we'll see what Kirk Cousins is at that point. I mean, they, maybe there's some weird weird reality where it's Kellen Mond on the field and not mm. Kirk Cousins. But did you hear what Justin Jefferson said? Mm-mm. So he ba- okay. So they they interviewed him. He, it's, it's an interview. He's live and you know. And they asked him about first. They asked him what the difference between Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow were, and he was just like, "Joe Burrow just plays with more swagger, more confidence. <laughs> like he's <laughs> talking about a ten-year NFL quarterback." <laughs> he was like, "Joe Burrow plays with more swagger, more confidence." And I couldn't tell if he was just like, was he was he putting down Cousins or was he just like like saying what he likes about his quarterback. Right. You know, Joe Burrow. But it came off as if he's like, you know, Burrow is just like, he's just a more big time guy. Like, that's what it came off. And then they were like, um, they started talking, they asked him about like Justin Fields. He was like, yeah, because, you know, it would have been nice to have somebody like that adds more dynamic, you know, to the game and stuff. And, you know, have <laughs> that guy in place for when, for when Cousins isn't here anymore. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't think he... I think it was an accident, like with how it was coming off. But it looked he like just he just could not wait for that guy to be out of there. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I think he just, I think he needs like um, more work with the whole PR thing and kind of <laughs> know, just knowing how to up. use his words. Yeah, he needs to get coached up on using his words. And uh, so we'll get back to the schedule real quick. But when I was with the New York Jets, like we had to, like, they put us behind the camera. And they basically had someone asking us questions. And they were asking me questions like, you know, about D. Milliner and Revis and stuff, right? So they go through my whole interview. And then, like, at the end of it, they give you, like, they take notes and stuff and tell you, like, this is what you don't do or don't do this, don't do that. Don't say these things. You don't have to compare Revis to D. Milliner and stuff. Because I had said something like, oh, yeah, you know, Milliner's tight. Like, you know, he's going to live up to it. And, and they're, they're like, no, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> you know, so like you would think that he has gone through something like this. Maybe not because of COVID. Remember, oh, that's a big thing. Last year they didn't have OTAs and stuff, and all that stuff happens during OTAs. So maybe he just never really got coached up. They haven't had OTAs this year. They didn't have it last year. Maybe he hasn't had an opportunity to get with with the PR department and learn how to kind of choose his words a little better. Because that was the biggest <laughs> issue with that. But I'm going off on a tangent. I, I didn't know. If, I'll try to find it and kind of send it to you. Uh, someone in the comments said, Kellen Mond is going to take that team from Cousins and be a star. Just, uh, 
so Kalamon, to, to me, and this is just my opinion, I think it was just kind of hard to watch him because he was just so robotic. Like, everything was so robotic, so stiff. I did see him just play a game where he just kicked Florida's ass. Like, he made throw after throw, downfield, tight windows, all of it. So it's like, I know what type of ability he has, but I just can't get over how stiff he is. And to me, he looked like a dollar general Colin Kaepernick. It was like... <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, I mean, it wasn't pretty to watch either. Like, he was really stiff as well. Everything about him, his throwing motion, like, it, it was all stiff, even the way he kind of ran. But Colin Kaepernick was, you know, way more explosive, um, you know, way more explosive and had just a cannon of an arm. So, you know, maybe those are the reasons why this guy, you know, Mon went like third round because he's not as talented as Kaepernick. But just the way he plays, just kind of, it, it looks like that for the most part. Yeah. I could see that too. Even the way he would run with the ball, he'd have it up here and he'd be like, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, like, everything. It, it's like, bro, it loosen up a little bit, bro. Loosen up. I right. tell people all that, you know, I, I work with DBs and they like get into a backpedal and it's like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, you look like you're fighting yourself. Like, just loosen up, bro. Loosen up. And that's how Kelamon, Kelamon looks like. He's like, it's like, bro, loosen up, bro. Right. He does look super stiff. All right. Their, uh, their next preseason game, their fourth one. I believe. Yep, their fourth one. Week 13 at Seahawks, Sunday night football. Both of their games – no, not both. Of, I was going to say both of their games against the Seahawks are prime time, but their first one, uh, week four, is not. So week 13 at Seahawks. Sunday, and, and when you get towards the end of the season like that, you know, the division race starts to become clear. The, yeah. the must-win stuff becomes clear. You know, it, it, that could be very, very interesting. But And I think, I think the – I think the NFL knows that. They always put a Seahawks game pretty late in the 49ers season. That's probably the earliest the 49ers have played the Seahawks for the second time in a while. You know, it's always yeah. right at the end, like the last two or three games. So that's just interesting. Speaking of Joe Burrow, week 14 at Cincinnati, another 10 a.m. game. I thought that um, was going to be the last game of the season. Or maybe it was just like that was just the add-in 17th game. No, I don't they know. Were, they were the adding game. They were the because you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it just okay. So that was the seventeenth game that got added when it was approved. They just yeah. we just didn't know what week they were going to play them. Okay, that was got the, it. the extra team, I guess. I didn't know that, but uh, Bengals, you know, could could be another team that are a lot better than people think they're going to be. You know, if Joe Burrow's healthy, then they can be decent. Yeah. We'll see how their defense is. I mean, and I'd have to look and see who they added. But I know they lost. You know, they don't have Drake or Patrick. Um, they didn't have him last year either. Never mind. He was with the Cardinals. But they lost William Jackson. Didn't and the I Cardinals think they, sign A.J. Green too? Yeah, Cardinals got A.J. Yeah, Green. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not uh, – it's not – obviously he's not the A.J. Green we're used to. But I just realized that they lost A.J. Green, the Bengals. And I was like, where'd he go? Oh, shit, Cardinals. Yeah, so uh, the Bengals – that's going to be a good I, – I mean, I, I like it. Obviously, I would think that the 49ers should, definitely should be favored. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. That. I mean, it's late in the year. But I'd say right now, like if the schedule came out right now, because don't they do the over-under for like the whole season right away? Or Because I remember I feel like there was one year where it was like the 49ers weren't favored in any games all year. Right. I think it was like I, the Chip Kelly year. Yeah, but, I don't – I mean, I honestly don't know. I've, I've never been a betting guy. I don't ever really pay attention – much attention to the over-under over, over under stuff. It's not my yeah. not my but, thing. Um, yeah, so so 
the they lost William Jackson at cornerback. We will see where they are. I don't know how strong that defense is going to be. And, you know, we'll see how good the offensive line is. I thought that was something they should have addressed at pick five with Sewell. Um, instead, they end up going with Jamar Chase. We'll see how that kind of plays out for them. But, uh, yeah, another interesting game. Joe Burrow is coming back off of an ACL injury. So we'll see. You know, it wouldn't surprise looked. me if Joe Burrow was the a big part of the reason they went with Jamar Chase. Had to be. Right? You know, because, like, to me, it seemed like the obvious choice was to go Panay Sewell because, I mean, protect your number one overall pick and, by all means, great quarterback. Joe Burrow looks like a great quarterback, you know, but they went with Jamar Chase. And to me, that says that he's in their ear saying, no, 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 this guy is – yeah. Really, good. No, I mean, but and look what the Chargers did. The Chargers, they have their young stud quarterback, and they had a bad offensive line. And what they do, they said, "Yeah, uh, let's get us get us this cornerback." I mean, this offensive lineman Slater, right? And let's protect our 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 young asset, like our young guy. Like this guy is gonna be the reason, like you know. So uh, now is you know they also have Keenan Allen and. <laughs> Mike right. Williams and all these other guys. So maybe it's just a little easier, but um, you know, I just that yeah, but anyways. Week 15 at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Huh. Interesting game. Yeah. I could see the 49ers being favored. So much can change between now and then, but I could see the 49ers being slightly favored in that one. Yeah, like maybe we'll like see. Are the, are the Falcons going to have Julio Jones? We don't. I don't know. Oh, sure. I hope not. They, I uh, mean, they could trade him to the San. They could trade him to San Francisco. They could. I don't know. If 49ers have that. I mean, they don't have draft capital. Maybe no, they don't. Feel like they'll recoup it. Maybe they're maybe they, the 49ers are like, well, we don't have the draft capital right now. I also don't trade. think that trading for Julio is going to be as expensive as people think it is. No, nah, well. They, Everybody looks at the per year average and instead of what this guy has been paid already up front, his signing bonus, all those things. So, you know, by now, I mean, there, there's a scenario where he's only making, you know, $16 million this year. Right. Or, well, yeah. and he's on the tail end of, I mean, he could play for a while longer, but you know, he's also older. So 32. Yeah. It would I be don't, nice to have him, but. Yeah, that'd be 49ers, nice. 49ers, 49ers receiver. Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a Julio Jones. He can scheme anybody open. Like, uh, no, I'll take Julio. <laughs> <laughs> I've never under, I've never understood that, man. Like, like you never deliberately ignore good players, like ever. <laughs> doesn't matter if if Kyle Shanahan can get Kendrick Bourne open, then imagine what he's gonna do with Julio Jones. Like we saw it, and we saw it. It was it was worth the squeeze. It was cool. Like and it not just that. Because you hear Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a number one receiver. It's like Julio had like over three thousand yards in two years with right. Kyle well, and it's like it's all it's like saying this really really good race car driver doesn't need a fast car. And then you're like, oh maybe maybe, but what's he gonna do with a really fast car? <laughs> you know, he's gonna go <laughs> hella fast. So it's just I don't I can't stand when people say shit like that. You're like, remember when in the off season, what did what did what's her name say? Kyle Shanahan doesn't need a good quarterback or an oh, elite quarterback. No, and I'm like, yeah, no, the lady said he won't draft a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. He's going to go with Mac Jones because Kyle doesn't need a star quarterback. He's yeah, the star of the offense. And I was just like, 
who would even think that way? Like, if you ask Kyle if he could have a star quarterback, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, yes, please give me a hey, star quarterback. Would you, Kyle Shanahan, would you, would you like to roll with Jimmy? Or if we gave the opportunity to have – uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, would would you want him? <laughs> no, I'm well, good. I'm well, well, good. what do you do the, the moment that they, the, you know, the whole uh, Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled? What did he do? Uh, LaFleur, uh, is, is this real? He said, Don't waste your time. He was like, All right, but what do he do? He called immediately. So, I don't, I definitely don't want to hear that Kyle wants to be. The star of the show. Kyle wants to win. <laughs> That's what I'm he saying. Wants to like win. the most competitive people on the planet don't want to have every advantage they can have. Like, uh, like that just doesn't exist. Like, I'm gonna. I would rather just make things a little harder for me. That way, when I win, it's that much sweeter. Like nobody <laughs> says that. <laughs> nobody <laughs> says that. All right, week 16, the 49ers' fifth prime time game at the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night. So they are going from – okay, so there's their short week. They're playing on Sunday and then Thursday um, between week 15 and week 16. So, I mean, I don't know what to think of the Titans. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. You know, uh, you know, Rabel they, came they in lost, hot. Uh, they lost Corey Davis. He was he, – he took – I mean, obviously he had some bad years, but he was a huge part of that, that team last year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and really, they lost a tight end too. He went to the Patriots. That's kind of big. I can't think of his name right now, but he went to the he I went to Patriots, about, yeah, and got big time pay. Number eighty one, I think it is. Yeah. Oh, Johnu Johnu Smith. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They lost him. Too. So you 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 lose Davis. You lose Johnu Smith. I mean, obviously you have you know AJ Brown and he's been tearing it up, but it's it is going to be. It's not going to be the same, and it's not like you have a quarterback that's extremely dynamic. He definitely is an efficient quarterback, but not someone that uh, takes you over the top. Real quick, while you're looking for something, somebody just had a question. They said, is Rob going to be a regular on Crock Talk TV now? And no, Rob is not. But Rob and I are creating a Striking Gold YouTube. So all of our, our uh, podcasts, will be streamed live on the Striking Gold YouTube channel that is being created and should be ready to go by hopefully this weekend. And we'll be going live on our YouTube channel, Striking Gold. So it's not up yet, but uh, definitely when it is up, you guys will find out. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. It just means I have to look, I have to look presentable every time we 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 podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, just throw a hat on, you'll be fine. So uh, oh snap, oh that's hot. that's not the one I meant to, but yeah, yeah, that, that is cool. Uh, here here's the question and or comment, and they lost Arthur Smith calling plays. So yeah, I mean that that's big. Like the Titans have lost a lot, and on top of that, like their offense was doing a little bit more of the heavy uh, pulling when they've kind of been known to be more of a, a defensive team last year. And I want to say maybe the year before that too, they started kind of falling off defensively. So they've added guys. They just drafted uh, Caleb Farley, terrific quarterback, uh, cornerback, excuse me, has a, the back injuries. We'll see how that whole thing works out, but he's extremely talented. Uh, they did draft uh, um, the corner out of LSU the year before. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. And obviously like somebody said right here, they also have King Henry, and um, obviously he's always going to be. That's what uh, I was just going to say. I don't see. I see the 49ers being really good against the run this year, 
And if and the Titans, most of their success, like we saw last year, comes on the back of Derrick Henry, I, I could see the 49ers handling them pretty well. Derrick Henry's a beast. He's different. But I do see the 49ers being pretty good against the run this year. They have such a deep rotation of solid defensive linemen that they're going to be rolling out there. I could see them being pretty solid against, uh, yeah. you know. So uh, week 17 could be Deshaun Watson, could not be. Uh, January 2nd uh, home game. This is, yeah, this is the last home game of the 49ers season, week 17 against the Texans. I have no idea what to think about that game. I'm assuming the 49ers are going to be favored, even if it is Deshaun. But I, if it isn't, I don't know. Davis Mills? I, you know. Yeah, Davis Could Mills. Be Jimmy Davis. Could be Jimmy G. Could be Jimmy G. It could How? be. I mean, you got Nick Casario. If Deshaun Watson gets put on the commissioner's exempt list, now all of a sudden they're on the phone. We can't start Davis Mills. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I would like That's... to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's all over the place, all over the place. Um, Someone said uh, the Texans completely implode if they start Davis Mills. I think, yeah, I think they've already imploded. Uh, <laughs> you know, just to see how they've handled the situation, the guys that they've just kind of traded away, um, the rosters in shambles. They don't have high draft picks. The whole Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, this is they. they uh, JJ Watt said he wants out, like you know, and got traded away. They have already imploded. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And the final game of the season, which could have a shish ton of implications, is week 18 at Los Angeles against the Rams. Mm. Could be a huge game. Could Every be a way. huge game. And I'm pretty sure it's not prime time, but I wouldn't be surprised if that game gets flexed into a prime Yeah, because you game. the 49ers are, already have the maximum number of five pre or primetime games. But you can still get flexed up to something something better. So that that is a, that definitely has flex potential for. Imagine if that is for the NFC West, kind of like the Seahawks, you yeah. know, a couple of years ago. That could be that could be steep. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So I, I don't think we're gonna go game by game and do a prediction. But why not? Because I can't. I can't just be like, no, they're gonna lose to this team. I, I just can't. I but I'll say, you know, realistically, what you know, what I feel. But I'll let you go first. <laughs> I was, I was even, I was even ready to write it all down. See? Oh uh, yeah, no. Nah, I, I can't win loss. I mean, it's it's I, silly. I it can't is. say it that is. they're gonna lose this game. I'll say realistically, what what they feel like, and I'd say they feel like a four loss team. Now, obviously, there's an added game this year, so a four loss team. That's just <laughs> thirteen and four. I was right? just gonna say. I, I was just gonna say twelve and five. Yeah, no, you were right. Yeah. I was going to say 12 and five, you know, that's they, what they feel like to me, whether it's, and, and I kind of, I think I maintain that confidence, even if Trey Lance becomes the starter at some point in the season, I still think the 49ers that's considering that my, my confidence level in this team, even if, if Trey Lance makes his entrance would put me somewhere around 12 and five where we, we have to do all our math different now that it's 17 games. You know, yeah, you're like, right there's no, that's why I was no like, more. is it 13 and four? Wait, uh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> there's 18 weeks. Yeah. So we're around the same. We're around the same. I think the yeah. floor for this 49ers team, barring that's me knocking on the wood, barring some, you know, injury riddled season or something crazy again. 
the absolute floor should be like an an even team. You know, I guess you can't be one now. You could either be nine and eight or or eight and nine. But to me, that's that's like the floor. If 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 everything kind of stays their way and they don't lose, you know, half the team to injury, then a season end like that would be underachieving. You know, that would be considered a decent a disappointment to me if they were around even. You know that average mark well the over under i want to say was what set at 10 or 10 and a half so just kind of looking at that and you know can, taking that into consideration i'd say you know people expect the 49ers at the very least to be hovering around 11 wins 10 or yeah. 11 wins and and to me that that sounds very realistic and uh i, I could definitely see that but I don't. I just like everything about the 49ers right now. This is a complete roster. Um, I'd say if I was worried about, you know, you're worried about those corners. But I'm not. I'm not worried about Mosley and Verrett. I'm worried about if one of them goes down, then then what? Uh, that that's that could be a little worrisome. But obviously, you drafted Embry Thomas in the third round. Like, all right, you know, <laughs> you might have to play a youngster. Uh, but uh, that, that's what I'm worried about. Or maybe, hell, there, there are free agent corners available right now, veterans. Uh, do you so, think, uh, just to randomly drop this before we roll out of here, do you think if it was a, a decent deal, do you think Richard Sherman is still a good signing? Y- yes. I, let's I say, feel let's like say he, they got him for like $5 million, You know, I feel or, like he doesn't hurt. Um, I think the thing with Sherman is, when it looked like last year, and I think Sherman can play very well doing what he does, uh, but if you kind of looked at down the stretch, it looked like they they had to play him a certain way. Yeah, and it and was, I think that's what you have to, to take into mind. Where it, was, it was almost it, he was almost hindering them. You know, like they had they were compensating for him in a way. Like, like I know what you're thinking right now. You're talking about the Bills. Like they <laughs> they could not. They, there's nothing they could do. They didn't want to play man coverage. Right. Remember, I was like, dude, this dude's just picking them apart. You have to get out that zone. And then I'm looking, I'm like, do they not want to play man because Sherman's out there? And I think I started looking like kind of in other games. And again, like I, I have not looked into this enough to see if they continuously play like this. But I know I saw several times where when they went man, they would bring in like Witherspoon or somebody and they'd move Sherman into kind of this uh, roaming, like spy, spot, like reading the quarterback's eyes type of defensive position. I, I haven't seen him ever play before, so that that kind of told me what they think about where he's at now. Um, you know, if you were to tell me that he'd come in and just be DB, right, defensive back, where he's maybe not in the outside corner, but um, maybe someone that they do match up things with and use him in a certain way. Um, play more zone coverage, you know, uh, down in like more of a nickel type spot or, or man them up against tight ends. I could see them utilizing uh, Richard Sherman in that way. But um, yeah, it, it, it did look a little weird, but I have to dive into the film and I haven't went back maybe because the 49ers were just so bad. I haven't went back and just solely watched Richard Sherman. It, it wouldn't surprise exactly me at all if they brought him back. Like, and, and I'm with you. I, I think it, it's not bad. You know, could he be, you know, could it work out on the better side? Sure. You know, could it kind of prove that, you know, maybe they end up having to bench him, which would be tough to see. Yeah. But 
you know, it, I, I'm with you in the fact that I don't think it could hurt at all. I, I mean, I like that, but you got anything else, bro? Like what, what else did, did we leave anything out of this schedule mayhem? 49ers yeah. got a lot of, a lot, a lot of 10 AM games that they're going to have to travel for. That could be interesting. Their strength of schedule is, is not nearly as good as it was last year. Uh, I think last year it was like the hardest or uh, no, it was the fourth hardest. And this year it's like the 19th currently. And that's what happens when you suck ass throughout the season. You don't get as hard of a schedule the next year. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl before last year. So, you know. Um, so real quick, I'm looking at free agent corners. We're talking about some of the cornerbacks. And here's kind of a list. And I want to say maybe this is an order of how they view them, but – there's Richard Sherman, and you know, and I'm saying this because I felt like the 49ers just lack legit depth, and maybe they want to see, hey, how does the rookie look? How does Embry Thomas look? Um, but if they do want to bring a veteran in, uh, there's there's Richard Sherman, there's Steven Nelson, who yeah. I like Steven Nelson, he has versatility to play inside and outside. Uh, there's Josh Norman, who um, I mean, he's kind of in the same park as Richard Sherman with it. I think how much man coverage, pure man you want to play. Um, Brian Poole, I think he's more of like a nickel guy. Uh, Garyon Conley, Brashad Breland. Breland played well for Kansas City, but, I mean, I'd probably rather have Sherman. So it starts to get a little thin. Drake or Patrick, he's a free agent. Is he 32 years old? Wow. <laughs> um, But, yeah, there's – Maybe all these guys, I don't know if all these guys are uh, free agents, but it looks like all those guys I just mentioned are free agents. So uh, the quarterback position, definitely a little a little thin. We'll see how that works out. But that's the only, when we look at the overall roster, I like the linebacker core. Even with guys like uh, Al Sher, Zaire, you know. You know Al Sher, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> him. Uh, um, you know, so when you talk about him, Greenlaw, Warner, really like that. Um, defensive line. What's up with with uh, D Ford? If D Ford's playing, oh, I mean, embarrassment of riches on the defensive line. We haven't even heard if much he's about. not playing, they've kind of set themselves up to be all right. You know, no, well, yeah, if he's not playing, I mean, they're fine. They're fine. But if he's so they playing, got that, we'll see what Samson Ebukam can do now. Yeah. Um. And so I like the defensive line. I like the interior D line. I like the offensive line. Um. You know, the receiving core. We'll see. It seems safeties like maybe are good. Some, I like safeties. Yeah, safeties are good. So I mean, when you, running backs, I think when you and we'll get into all that. If you guys aren't haven't been listening to Strike and Go, make sure you guys subscribe to the Strike and Go podcast. Um, again, this week uh, we will be coming out with the Strike and Go YouTube page. So um, we'll be recording all of our podcasts live and direct, um, as well as posting them to you know whatever uh, you listen to your podcast on so that's going to be you know an awesome addition to your guys's uh day uh but we are right now going over each position group the first one we did was the quarterback position um i want to say maybe sunday we'll get into the because we want to do the the question one no i mean we yeah we'll get we'll get into the running backs oh like mailback yeah but we're getting to our next episode will be a mailback segment and then on sunday we can get into the running backs but Yep. Yeah, that's where we're at. But yeah, that's it, man. Exciting time, bro. We're going all the way. Got a uh, in progress, Michael Myers. 
Oh uh, yeah, it scares me. And I'm in the, you know, I'm in the gym by myself. It's hella dark, and then you're gonna show me Michael Mark. <laughs> yeah, now I, I just keep I, thinking you, I'm. A, you, you just see his face come out of the darkness behind yeah, you. Yeah, I keep thinking <laughs> I'm gonna see that. No, like, and you don't know. He you don't have hair. He's bald. He looks like he lifts weights or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, I think we're good. I think I mean. So, I mean, we both expect the 49ers to be a winning team. We both expect the 49ers to be a playoff team. I expect that whether it's – whether I want to say whether it's Trey Lance or not. I want to expect that. Now, if if the 49ers get the majority of their games is, is with Trey Lance and they don't make the playoffs, I would be surprised. You know, but I also wouldn't be disappointed. It just depends on how things unfold it, it, and how the, it looks. The, the eye test. I was just gonna say, yeah. What what does it look like as it goes on? If the 49ers have Trey Lance, and I know most people will probably look at it like you missed the playoffs with it, you traded all this. But if it looks like it's heading in the right direction, and you look at him and like, oh, this guy, he, he's gonna be solid. Like he can play. Maybe you know some things didn't go to. Like I, I'll be fine with that. I mean, well, not saying I, mean, I, I want to see them not go make the playoffs, but I'm just saying, like, if they happen to miss the playoffs, but you are very encouraged by what you see from Trey Lance, and you'll know if you're encouraged or not. You'll know, and we'll know, and we'll tell you guys if we're like, ah, well, it looks a little like, sticky. You got to make some big jumps. <laughs> yeah, the Bengals were horrible that went with Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow was still playing hella good. Like you could, yeah. you could look at it. If you looked at the Bengals' win to loss ratio, you'd be like, oh man, Joe Burrow sucked. But if you watch those games, Joe Burrow looked good. Like you could see definite star potential in Joe Burrows. And that's what we're talking about. Like they just because they don't necessarily result in wins, it's just the eye test. How does he look? How does he play? You know, what kind of how does he carry himself? What do the throws look like? Well, you know, what do the the tight window throws look like? You know, what do the decisions look like? All of those can be seen in wins or losses. Like it's right. we'll see it, you know, and and I would like to see it. So I would like um, to see it, <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited. I mean, at least we know what's up now. We got the, uh, the real long, you know, the, I, we'll be getting little tidbits of information from like OTAs, which are coming up, stuff like that. And, and, you know, the off season program, but for the most part, it's really, really like the dead part of the year until, until training camp, um, which is mid, mid July. Well, so, rookie mini camp will kind of be hyped this weekend, but yeah, outside of that, We'll get you know we'll get a slow motion shot of Trey Lance throwing that football in the 49ers jersey. And yeah. uh, everybody's gonna be like, look at the way the ball is spinning. <laughs> you know, like definitely starting over Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he throws it. There, it doesn't even show somebody catching it. It's just definitely starting over Jimmy. Yeah. Like for sure. <laughs> but all right, man. Am I am I closing this out or, or are you closing out because we're on no, Crock Talk TV? No, you got it, man. <laughs> this is striking gold. All right. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. We're we're gracing your YouTube page, but hey, I appreciate everybody who's been in the chat chilling. Uh, appreciate you guys for chilling. And and you know, we got all kinds of shit going on right now. We got the podcast straight up. We got being here on YouTube. We still got the locker room chilling. We'll see where all of it goes. All you guys tomorrow know night. tomorrow yeah, night with the right. locker room. Yep. All and all you guys need to know is that if if you. If you need a Robin Croc fix, a striking goal fix, it's out there to be had. You guys just got to jump on board. So uh, I appreciate everybody who's partaking in all of our uh, 
in all of our mediums right now, whether it's the podcast, the YouTube, the locker room, and the Twitters and whatever. If you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, you can find me at Rob underscore Louder, L-O-W-D-E-R. You can find Croc at Eric underscore Crocker. His name's easier to spell than mine. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed to Croc Talk TV. Make sure you event, you keep an eye out for the Striking Gold YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. Um, but hey, for another episode, that's Croc. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold slash Croc Talk TV. And we are signing out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.